Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Hello, and thank you so much for spending your Friday night into Saturday with us. This is your AEW Rampage and SmackDown post show for August 19th, brought to you by NordVPN and Blue Chew. Reminder to get in your super chats, get in your humper chats, or Sean is going to take away all the scoops. Guys, super chats and humper chats for Fridays are down, and I think maybe the shows haven't been as strong. That might have something to do with it, but Sean has an ego about him, okay? Sean thinks it's because of him and his absence here. We have to prove him wrong. We need your super chats and your humper chats tonight. We can't feed his ego, that guy who's always getting worked. No, he's not. That's a joke. Uh, but I am joined by a huge draw, I can only say. I am joined by Alex Cardoza. Alex, how are you today? I'm doing great. Part of the reason why they're down is because of me. No, you stop it. You stop it right now. But we do appreciate your support. We also want to remind you to subscribe to Fightful Select. There is, of course, more and more developing on the uh, backstage happenings in AEW, all the CM Punk and Hangman drama, uh, and, and so much more, so much more coming down the pike at Fightful Select. You can also join us on Twitch to support us, if you would, at twitch.tv backslash Fightful Gaming. And you can uh, send in some bits over there to help us out. And the best free way to support us, just leave a thumbs up on this video. And Orange Cassidy, thumbs up. He closed out Rampage today, giving us perfect synergy. We appreciate you guys so, so much. Um, but Alex, how are you doing today? How's your week been? Oh, my God. Uh, it's been excellent. I I look forward to you sending me a text message saying, would you like me to yell at you Friday night? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, I'll come on. I um, Wrestling's been really good. Uh, news has been good. Uh, so I think today should be a good one. Guys, yeah, make sure you get in your uh, humper chats and your 
and all of those good old questions in because we got a lot to talk about today. We do have a lot to talk about, and today we're going to start with AEW Rampage. Last week, I didn't really like either show very much. This week, I thought they were both all right. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was a step up from last week for both of them. Uh, AEW Rampage we're going to start with because we did have the trios title match closing this out. We also had the AEW women's, or I'm sorry, the SmackDown women's tag belts, uh, that advancing as well on SmackDown, but when that happens, we start with the shorter show. How's that? So, Let's go. Uh, the bad one, Jam Beard, who's about to be banned from the chat, asking, hey, Kate, how about them Jays blanking the overrated Yankees today? Yo. Um, I have never once talked about baseball on the Fightful YouTube channel. I don't know why you think it's okay to send that in. I definitely didn't convince my boss to let us do a little big league watch along on Twitch. Uh, I hate baseball, and I quite frankly hate you right now. But uh, but yeah, I'm not gonna not gonna acknowledge that. All right, that's the best you get. There's not much to say about it because the Yankees suck right now. But uh, we are going to dive in with AEW Rampage, uh, which started off with Claudio Castagnoli and his ROH Championship. Uh, immediately before we even get into this, I want to say that Claudio has felt so comfortable on the mic, it looks like, it reads to me, uh, that it makes you kind of wonder what was going on in WWE all those years. I don't know if you felt the same way. I'll get your, your thoughts in a second on that. But he has just felt like so natural and so at home in AEW, both on the mic and in the ring, I feel like. This feels like a very, very healthy move for Claudio as he's come over, which makes me very happy to see because I just feel like a lot of people were rooting for him for a really long time and he wasn't getting the shine that maybe he deserved. Um, but basically, Claudio issues an open challenge for his ROH world title, which is very quickly answered by Justin Rhodes, who I guess was just chomping at the bit backstage. He was like, this is a one-hour show. I'm going to be prepared for anything. Immediately answers the challenge. Um, and I really, really liked what Claudio said in this opening segment. This is the second week in a row we started off with promo work, which is not usually my favorite. I really prefer to start with in-ring action on any wrestling show, but these have been short and sweet and really, really good. And I just loved him saying to Dustin, basically, I know what it's like to hear your whole career that, oh, I wish you had held this championship. I wish they had given you a shot at this, that, and the other. Um, because they have that that commonality there. I thought that was a really great thing to say. And he said, you know, all that does is kind of fuel the fire inside you more. And I know you're going to give me your best. And that this AEW Dustin Rhodes run has been some of his best work. And Dustin saying kind of the same about Claudio. This was a very respectful exchange that I liked. And I think it'll be a really fun match. Uh, Dustin Rhodes also mentioning that They've been to hell and back before, which I think was alluding to some of what Claudio had said. Uh, but I, I really liked this. I feel like open challenges of all things don't necessarily need to be like, we are enemies and I hate you. Unless, of course, Eddie Kingston is there. I think Eddie Kingston has to have a very personal battle <laughs> with everyone. But I thought this was a nice, short, sweet, to the point way to make this happen. And I feel like Claudio should be a fighting champion. He should be someone that has open challenges. What did you think of this opener? Yeah, I think it was really good. First of all, I want to say what's up to uh, everyone on here who's from 
uh my side of the world stuff I, i'm seeing them on the chat tk hales and everyone so shout out to you guys for being here and thank you for supporting <laughs> us here on uh fightful but yeah so first of all i thought that um his mic work is insane he he has not missed a beat he speaks very fluent very well um i love these short little segments where he, they're able to come out and just personalize what they have to say especially when it came to um Riga the dragon steamboat being there that was pretty cool and yeah, um, that was really cool yeah yeah so um i think without television for ring of honor it's kind of hard to have him on tv all the time but um with him being a fighting champion and him wanting to defend it even if it is uh dustin i think dustin was gonna have is gonna give him a great match you know it'll be a it'll be a pro wrestling match yeah, I think Dustin has been used really well since coming over to AEW. Like, he's there to fill a very specific role. This is one of those things that he is there to do. But we do have some super chats and humper chats about this. A huge one coming in from Ryan Sullivan. Thank you so much for such a generous donation. He is my co-host on the Mark Order podcast on Wednesdays, and he dropped some dollars. So we thank you. But he said this is for Alex, which is just rude. And for Stoke grabbing the sledgehammer, we're going to get to that later. I feel like there's a new Stokely Hathaway meme every single time he's on screen. <laughs> like, his facial expressions are so much fun. He's such a blast. But thank you, Ryan. I will take your money and your insults. You want to say it's for Alex? That's fine. Alex is great. Just keep sending me your money. JW wow. Pringle is sending in a chat saying, this money is to shut up SRS. Well, thank you. That's what we're here to do. Because he's more... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Kate, good to see you. Fake Alex, a pleasure as always. Gabagool. And Gabagool will be with you, J.W. Prinkle. We thank you so much for your I kind of feel like you're my pimp time. now, but I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought this was a really fun opening segment. If you're not going to start with in-ring action, I like it when promos are like this. Like, I thought that Danielson and Garcia had a great back and forth last week, so... If they're good, and this was so short, like I felt like that was really helpful about this. This was was pretty quick. It felt like, whoa, my white girl light went out. I apologize. Uh, just... <laughs> oh no! Wow. Look it back in. I call it my white girl light. Well, that like plug next to you is not dangerous at all. So, ladies and there gentlemen, when she goes down in flames, I'll be taking over the show for the no, rest of the evening. No, I just unplugged from the USB because I move around a lot when I'm doing post shows, which is kind of funny. But we move along to Ortiz and Ruby Soho and Buddy. They are chomping at the bit to get their hands on Sammy and Tay. Holy crap, Ortiz looks jacked. Was Yo. a huge takeaway from this, but I really liked this. Ruby just basically said... It's been months. I want to get my hands on you. She's been fighting on Dark a little bit. I tweeted on Wednesday that I miss seeing Ruby Soho on my TV. And they said, we're going to correct that right now. I'm very excited. I felt like the last um, mixed tag match for the belts, which we saw on Rampage last week, was excellent. So I'm hoping more of the same. I think Ruby and Tay, I don't know. I just feel like that's going to be a really like a good matchup. I feel like their chemistry is going to be good because of their, their ring styles and Ortiz is great. He's super reliable. Him and Sammy obviously know each other from uh, all the inner circle stuff and everything like that. So I think this is great. It was super quick, but are you excited to see that match? Like I am. Yeah. Tay's been really, I don't know whether she's been now that she's with Sammy, like maybe hitting the wrestling 
gym a little bit more, whatnot. But she is looking really good in the in-ring competition way. Uh, she was, you can tell there was a couple matches where there wasn't chemistry with a lot of people, but things are starting to heat up for her. Uh, last week, was it last weekend when she had that uh, mixed tag team match was really good. Um, so I'm hoping to see what they can bring to the table. Yeah, and I think Tay in 2022, I think, was one of the most improved, if not the most improved wrestlers in AEW, all of wrestling, male, female. Like, she grew so, so, so much. And she did. I was kind of bummed when she was taken off of my screen to get insulted by Dan Lambert for months at a time. But I think because of that, there was like a little bit of rust. And now that's shaken off. Like she's looked pretty good in her, her last two appearances. But J.W. Pringles thing, so much Steiner counter math from Ortiz. He was hyped to yell at us in this. That is for sure. <laughs> Roy saying, saying, when your white girl light goes out, you become Nikki Alliance. <laughs> I don't know if there's a way for me to answer that without getting myself in trouble, but I oh, appreciate boy. that very much. It it pops me tremendously. And I know that that will also pop Alex Pulowski, the OG Alex, who will be on Sour Graphs after this. You can catch that on Fightful Select. If you subscribe over there, I'm sure I'll hop on at least for a little bit. But Tom Lavallee saying we love our <laughs> leggy blonde onion. But this chat is to get Alex to show some shoulder. Are You've we doing this again, give baby? The people what they want. Mm, you guys Look, like it's that? It's 11:30. All right, we're TV 14 over here. So there you can go. Show, you got some can I show shoulder. The tats? Oh, oh my god! Let's show the tats. Dang. What else? Feeling my. Oh wait, let's stop. No, no, no. <laughs> It's the last Sean will never allow me back on after this. Uh, if you want to know any of those inside jokes, join us on Tuesdays for the NXT post show where we just get so weird anymore. It's an NXT review, but it's also more of a variety show because if you of want this more, Friday. I'm sorry. Oh, I was gonna say, uh, I think Alex is gonna start in OnlyFans as well, so you can check out the rest of his sweet shoulder action. Over at OnlyFans.com, Alex Cardoza shoulders. Um, I think he's gonna make it. <laughs> Alex Fightful. <laughs> there you go. That'll get, that'll get me places. I could promote the show and get some I, money. Look, whatever we we shall dick pills here. We shall manscapes. We are a TV 14 product over here. Let's go. But we move along to swerve and our glory versus private party. Joey Bag of Donuts with a Humper Chat asking, what happened to Private Party? It seems like they lose all the time. They deserve better. Um, Rerun, chiming in via Humper Chat at HumperChats.com as well, saying, liked the story of Swerve in Our Glory versus Private Party. Hope this is a turning point for them. Should have been with Stokely. I'm going to come back to that, too. As far as the match goes, I think this was really, really fun. Social media did a great job of hyping up that uh, Keith Lee has a history of just yeeting Mark Quinn into the crowd, oh which my is God. so fun. But uh, he did that a lot this match. He was tossing people around. Swerve is great. He had a really nasty step-up kick to the head in this, which I thought was great. Ultimately, Swerve hits the JML driver for the win here. This was really, really fun. Private Party does seem like they're in a bit of a holding pattern. Like, they were yeah. under Matt Hardy's tutelage, and they were in everybody's houses. It was appropriate that I guess they stepped into Swerve's house to lose this match, but uh, I think my guess is they're going to probably be in the ROH tag division so that they can get more time. 
like this tag division is so stacked, which is awesome, but it does put teams like this at a bit of a disadvantage. Um, Tom LaValle asking private party going baby face again. Goodbye me. Mm. And Zach Clayton, never mind. This is how you boost hook back up and every match moved stories along. We're going to come back to that with the rest of the show, but uh, yeah, I felt like, so Stokely and the gun club like does not do it for me, to be honest. It feels like there might be shenanigans that come with this. Um, So I'm not going to like put too much around it. I'm not going to assign like a ton of weight. And Stokely Hathaway could manage himself out of a paper bag far deeper than this. I've seen him do it on NXT. I was not at all sold on Diamond Mine, um, but he sold the hell out of it to me. The next thing I knew, everything in that world made sense. Initially, I was like, no way Stokely hangs out with these guys. By the end of it, I was like, absolutely, Stokely would pick everybody in this stable, and now a bunch of them are champions. Like, he did great with that. I think that was a far worse situation than having the the ass boys who I guess will now go back to calling the gun club under this um but to me I was like private party feels like such a good fit I also thought maybe the acclaimed like these teams that are just kind of floating around that are doing well but taking a lot of losses to fuel feuds with other people I felt like might be a, a better fit but uh but we'll we'll see I felt like private party and Stokely might be a good fit but his his stables are forever expanding let's focus in on the match that we saw in front of us tonight though what did you think of swerve and our glory versus private party their tandem offense is amazing to me yeah um it was a good it was good uh clash of styles because private party's just like these tiny little dudes so you know um and you know swerve swerve is not small um and obviously keith lee you know my bear cat is definitely not small so uh <laughs> It was a good match. I think the 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 private party, the whole thing that you mentioned before with the the holding pattern, uh, you know, they're they're OGs from the original like crew that came up in in AEW. For I feel like they need. I would like to see them in in more roles, in more in you know prominent roles, in more matches, in more you know tearing it up, doing something. I don't know what they're planning. But I kind of feel sorry for them because they have teams like Swerve and and Keith Lee kind of like jumping ahead of them, being champions and so on and so on. So I'm hoping something's coming down the line and there's a payoff for them because they are very talented. They're very good in the ring. They could talk, you know, sure. and they grew yeah, on me. They 100% grew on me since the first time. I was like, who the hell's private party? <laughs> but then like the, the music and the gimmick with the freaking uh, velvet rope and rope, it, it was, was cool <laughs> yeah so i'm hoping that some some good happens yeah oh gee alex saying you're gonna get a lot of people coming to your alex fightful only fans thinking they're gonna get him uh he's okay with that as long as he gets a kickback though so i got you uh, i'll let you 10 10 work wow you see you were an easy mark i thought we were gonna put like only fans royalties on a poll or something and you guys were gonna do get out oh, wow but no the bad one jam beard saying Alex, those are some nifty shoulders, but do you blow out spines like MK Fatality with Bluetooth? Listen, I made one fairly not PG segue about <laughs> it's, it's getting out of control. helping you blow out spines. But if you guys are going to super chat to tee up our ads, who would I be not to play them? If you guys are going to create the segues for me, if you 
Need a little help blowing out somebody's spine? Sean Rossap is here to tell you all about Blue Chew. It's the blue brand, and you know what that means. BlueChew.com. If you're looking to do it in front of a crowd, you don't want that performance anxiety when you're going to go have sex. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. But you know what? It gets rid of all the awkward talks and conversations beside this one. You don't have to go to the doctor's office. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. You work with their licensed medical providers. They find the right active ingredient for you, and it ships straight to your door. And when you get the package, it's not going to say, Sup, wiener pills. It comes in a discreet package, so your package no longer is discreet. It's not just for people with ED or problems. It's about that confidence. You want to perform at your peak. And how about this? Maybe, maybe you're starting to travel more. Maybe you're on the road more. You're spending more money. Not with your first shipment of Blue Chew. You get it free when you use the code FIGHTFUL. Just pay $5 shipping. That's how we keep the mailman hush-hush. $5 shipping is all it takes to get your first shipment and get that confidence. Maybe it's been a while after the pandemic and you're looking to get back out there. Get back out there with BlueChew.com. Code FIGHTFUL. Forgot to hit the stop button, so here we are. BlueChew.com, code FIGHTFUL. Oh, Sean. Uh, <laughs> I just I just ordered mine. Just saying. There you go. See? I used the code like FIGHTFUL. Dang right. Use the code FIGHTFUL. It's great for you. I love... Might as well. There's, like, so many different... Because we run so many different ads, seeing Sean's, like, different haircuts in every single one cracks me up. Like, he's definitely in different stages per per one of those it makes me laugh i'm like which hair of sean's are we getting today but and gentlemen here, don't don't be afraid to uh get yourself a couple blue chew pills if you need them there's nothing wrong with it alex Man wants up. to negotiate with you at 15 i got it he right? yeah 15 yeah I, he just texted me i sent them my lawyer's info oh good okay well i'm glad that the paperwork is <laughs> in the order here it's but- it had to we will move along. We get a little, uh, sorry, I'm just trying to keep up with your super chats and your hamburger chats, nice people of ours. We move around, along to a promo with The Factory and Hobbs. And I'm kind of excited for this. This feels like a, a Tony Khan playbook that initially I thought was something we'd seen a lot, but this feels a little bit different. Basically what happens here is we get The Factory saying they're going to take care of Ricky Starks and Hobbs saying, have you seen me? I don't think I really like need your help. I also like that Hobbs just appears like out of nowhere. Like you say his name, he's basically Beetlejuice. You say it a couple times, he's gonna arrive. But they're essentially arguing over who gets to beat up Ricky. We've seen so many times the playbook of, I have to go through all of these guys to get to someone, right? We've seen it a lot with MJF. Jericho had to go through all of those trials, right? We saw Hooventude, we saw Nick Gage. Like, we've seen that before, but we haven't seen people vying for beating Ricky Starks up supremacy before, which I think could lead to a nice little, like, friction between Hobbs and the factory as well, say, if the factory doesn't get the job done and Hobbs has to do it himself. Um, This could lead to a fun angle that helps draw the story out in a way where it doesn't feel like the well is going to go dry. Like if there's tension between all three parties involved and one of those parties is an entire faction, um, 
that could just make for some really fun storytelling. I've been saying for a few weeks now that Starks dropping the FTW belt episode and segment to now has made this my favorite story in wrestling. Punk and Mox has certainly gotten interesting over the past 48 hours. For things outside of what has happened between them, which is crazy. Both outside and inside, though. Like, even before yeah. all of the, like, drama reports, like, I thought that the promo that we saw to open up Dynamite was super fun. Like, I loved what Punk was saying. I liked Mox's retort in that. Like, I thought that was going really fun places before we heard any, like, backstage news anyway. Um, but this is this is really fun. I definitely didn't think we were going to see Hobbs interrupting a factory playing cards either. <laughs> that was just like a funny uh, setting for all of this to happen in. But what did you think of this little segment? Yeah, that was I thought it was fun. It was you know um, I always feel like Rampage fills the time perfectly, and everything is meaning. I mean, for the most part, is meaningful like this segment and it just and it moves the show along and it um forward storylines and it makes new ones i think rampage is a, this week's i know you hate you hated was it last week or the week before you just were not happy with anything but i think the the way they structured this show today made up for that because there was it was just moving <laughs> i didn't hate everything she, was like, she told really me behind liked- the scene guys she hates it I did not say that. I liked the opening segment and I liked the mix tag. And then I felt like it fell off a cliff entirely. So I didn't hate everything. Uh, but yeah, I was not thrilled with last week. This week I didn't, I wasn't in love with, I think because of what we're going to talk about next, which is like, we just got back to back squashes that I was in ones you knew were going to be squashes. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't feel like I loved that too much, but this this week I thought was a, a better episode for sure. For sure. Uh but we'll move along to Hook murdering Zach Clayton. <laughs> uh I tweeted because there's been some complaints, right? We've heard that AEW they have a very bloated roster and opportunities that um people maybe outside of the regular roster are getting that could be handed to people who are signed. I kind of, I said before, I disagreed with people being mad about Mansborn, or I thought that was nerdy. Uh, mm. But last week there were three opportunities for, for regular roster people to get signed. Um, we found out one of them got signed after, but anyway, all that to say, I was like, I would be frustrated if Zach Clayton lost in more than two moves. And they said, we're going to take the under on that. Zach Clayton got squashed in one move. He failed the state of New Jersey where you, both you and I reside. Uh, that was very, very disappointing for him to come out and say he's basically the pride of New Jersey. For those of you Another who don't week. know, he is engaged to JWoww. Uh, but he yeah. failed us all miserably. He got put in the red room uh, and immediately lost. Immediately lost, which is exactly what should have happened if you were going to give this guy TV time. So I was relieved and happy with it. What did you think of this? Uh, it should have been quicker than that. He should have had never even came out. <laughs> I think Hook should have came out. His song is playing. Cameras are in the back. He's knocked out cold. And Hook's like, eats a potato chip and walks out like, yep, I did that. But yeah, I mean, you had to give the people what they wanted to choke him out. Um, nothing more to say about that. Yeah. I'm glad that dude, like he, that dude didn't need to be in on television. I'm sorry. No, like I, um, 
I'll, I'll say this. He's not only there because he's engaged to Wow. Like, he is an independent wrestler. He was before Correct. he was with Wow. So, like, I don't want to discredit someone simply for that. But I also haven't seen anything that's like, I need that guy on my television. If you're going to lose in one in one move, that's fine. That's yeah, it might as well be to the, the handsome hook. The handsome yes. devil. Rerun chiming in via Hopper Chat saying it's incalculable how much cooler Hook is than Dom, meaning Dom Mysterio. Oh my god. Not what Denise Salcedo confused with Dom and subs, but that's a whole other thing for a whole other story. And physically also, looks a mil like a million bucks, Kate. It's unbelievable how short of a time he's been doing this and how great he is at it. Uh, which is it, it like it's kind of mind-boggling how smooth he is in the ring how much presence he has it's i don't know for and, someone and who one, was and, like and one of the dads has been in the business way longer than the other uh as it stands right now which is crazy right it is kind of crazy and on top of that like let's not forget i had a friend who said before he ever wrestled he just looked like he was locked out of his dorm room he was like always in a hoodie just eating chips like hanging around and what i love about hook and this you know this match was what it was but like he has excelled in so many different contexts and they really seem to have tested him that that way like how do you function with smaller dudes how do you uh how do you function against someone from bear country how do you function with dan Housen? like they've put him in a lot of different wrestling contexts and he's succeeded in all of them so and in the last six months he said about five words yeah, he, he just has a charisma where he doesn't need to. I would love for this eventually to turn into, um, you know, it wasn't going to happen here tonight because this was going to be what it was. But I I really want Taz to, like, be in his corner and for that relationship to be a little bit more prevalent. I would love to see that. I also really want Taz to do those Tale of the Tape segments. I will say it until they bring them back. I thought those were the coolest thing in the world. If he's going to be on commentary, they should bring those back, those rules. Uh, but this was very fun. It was also very fun that I was getting voice memos from Ellie Cease during this because she just swoons over Hook more than anybody else. I saw her mention that on the chat, and yes, I did quite enjoy your swoon-worthy voice memos, which really everybody in the world should have been sending, but we also do get a, a quick promo that is setting up what looks like Daddy Magic uh, and Cool Hand Ange maybe lining up for FTW title shots. What if this yeah, belt was held by sports entertainers is what <laughs> Cool Daddy Magic, not Cool Hand Ange, what Daddy Magic asks. Uh, so I, I think that's fun. Like, there's also some exciting updates on Fightful Select about those two guys. So I just think maybe you should subscribe to Fightful Select and, and read it. Uh, what might be going on with them. But uh, that that seems like a perfectly acceptable use of them. You have the Jericho Appreciation Society always looking for some more gold, right? They're, they're hunting around for some stuff. They want to push their sports entertainment agenda, which I think is great. This is a, a great role. They can have a squash that's, or not a squash, but a match that's longer than one move against Hook, <laughs> make them look great in the process. This could be really, really fun. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, and um, he's grown on me too. He's another one, Daddy Magic Man. He's ever since he joined in the Jazz, he's uh, he's actually 
like you, you can tell he's putting in a lot of work into his character and what he's doing. So I think Jericho just rubs off on everyone. Well, wouldn't you like to know? Go to su subscribe to Fightful Select if you want to find out. <laughs> I can't look. Alex gave away his shoulders. All right, we're not gonna have him take off his shirt That's for free. This by is. the way, this is like a little teaser. You know what I mean? So we have Ricardo the Wizard chiming in saying, "Give Taz a telestrator. I want Taz to get Menard in a Taz mission." Says Luis. Um, Taz with the telestrator would be really, really fun. I loved those as produced segments, though. It made it feel very like sports based and fun, especially on Rampage because Rampage. I always say it feels like a field trip for wrestling. Um, well, then last uh, week uh, SmackDown had one. They did, yeah. Pat McAfee using it is fun, but when Taz would, I just felt like it was actually really valuable. Like I actually learned things from a couple of, <laughs> of Taz breaking down those moves of why they get executed the way they do and why certain holds are impactful and stuff. Like I really, really liked that. So, uh, but we move along to the ass man. Grandpa ass as Jogley Hathaway <laughs> labeled him. Uh, Joey bag of donuts, my fellow Steelers brother in chiming in saying happy scissor me daddy ass resurrection day to all who celebrate. We do. We'd observe here at fightful. So we were very excited to see that, but this was a fun little segment. Um, you know, daddy asked chiming in saying essentially that uh, his son's manned up at the wrong time and with the wrong people and that he's going to bring some of his own friends, hint, hint, he claims, to match next week. So we have that to look forward to. This is a silly little story. I don't know if I'm on board with where it's going, but what do you think? You got to give people some type of entertainment. And I think that they're doing just that. And I, I love the acclaim. I've made it very, very, very vocal here on Fightful's uh, Friday night show here with Kate that I love the acclaim. And I would love any, I, I mean, the one thing that I would honestly love is to be scissored by the acclaim. <laughs> you and Grandpa as both, my friend. Here. You and Grandpa. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Scissor me, Mama Kate. Wait, can we, can we? Don't you start that. Don't you start that. We've already got a PG-13 chat on Tuesday nights. I don't need that trickling over here, Alex. Sorry. My goodness. Uh, unless you're going to pay money. If you want to pay money to say that, feel free to. You can go right ahead. Alex, that's coming out of your OnlyFans money. I will also be taking a percentage off the top. So there you go. But wow. after the squashiest squash of all time, we move along to... The second squashiest squash of all times, which is Buddy Matthews defeating Serpentico with what looked like a really, really cool pump handle slam. I got a kick out of the fact that AEW social media accidentally called him Buddy Murphy uh, on social, which was his WWE name. He's headed back to the Fed, you guys. But the real story here is that Miro comes out after and it's just Haymaker City. He goes after him super, super hard with some with some shots. And Julia Hart is just on the ring, basically looking pissed here. But I am so I'm so excited about Miro versus everybody in House of Black. Put it in my vein. I know that uh OG Alex is excited about this as well. What do you think of this feud? Are you excited to see it finally kind of getting underway here? I let me tell you something. I need more Miro on my television. I need him to come down when when they're coming out in the dark. I need him to just come out while it's dark, beat the living crap out of them in the ring, 
And then the lights come back on and he's just standing there holding the mask above him like, this is what I'm going to do every week to y'all until I'm able to get my hands on you and, you know, then go home to my wife or something. I don't know. But yeah, I think it'll be (laughs) yeah to my hot flexible wife. But I think that's what they need to do for Miro. Miro's a beast. Let's use him as one, because let me tell you something. There's another federation that's picking up a lot of steam every single week. They're getting extremely hot and the talk's already been happening. So, you know, contracts get in. People could say, I don't want to be here no more. Next thing you know, there's somewhere else. I need him to be used. Yeah. And I think, I think this feud is great. I'm just excited to see like, okay, it's finally kind of getting underway. I think Um, we've got people chiming in. Mama Kate, I love you. I'm sorry. No, you're not. No, you're not. Don't be sorry. If it makes us money, this mama case should definitely be a Friday night thing. As long, listen, you guys. Can someone cut that on the on the? Okay, you know, because you guys can make videos off of these like shorts. So if someone makes okay, you have to give me your best Bowen's impression saying this because you started this. So if you want a clip, do you have to say it in Bowen's? Oh no, I said no, no, not right now. I'm in a clip of what I already said. The way it was natural back when I first said it. I don't want to like force. You're not gonna give us an Anthony Bowen's impression right now. Scissor me, Mama Kate. There you go. Thank you. I'm a (laughs) Bowen's mark. So bad. I I will go get in trouble. (laughs) Nope, not if it's making us money. Never let me back here again. champion champion saying and if you want to rub off on some oh wait we already had the blue true every never mind <laughs> ricardo the wizard saying it's too late mama kate i thought for things that rhyme all the time too so you get like double i'm making a scissor me mama kate shirt tomorrow by the way so please do we'll put it up on uh shop fightful you can go over there and order merch uh you guys are a blast i love you guys this is really fun uh so we move along to Britt baker in an interview she will face mm-hmm. kylan king on dynamite but man Britt baker's pretty good at this i know a lot of people feel like she's overbooked and i understand the complaint but i thought this was a really fun promo because she knows exactly what she's doing she says if she's not going to be on the pay-per-view she is happy to sit back and watch the drama unfold calling Thunderstorm the most toxic tag team in the world, basically. Um, She is needling at the implosion of the two of them, and I think that's super fun because she has history with Thunder Rosa. She doesn't really have history with Tony Storm yet, not like true history, right? That kind of crossed paths before, but I think this is really fun. She's trying to be like a little bit of an evil mastermind here and get them weakening each other i think that's awesome i felt like this was a short very effective thing and i think her versus kylie king would be an awesome match what did you think of this quick little Britt baker moment that we had now it is time for my friday night corny moment of the week and it happens to be this one listen Britt baker uh, we love you um but this whole thunderstorm team is so corny like i can't wait until um tony storm turns around and finally like pile drives uh thunder rosa through like a flaming table into thumbtacks just so that we can kind of like end that i i I just i don't like the tag team why do we have the world women's champion in a tag team it's kind of very wwe's vince mcmanish can we just like drop this whole thing and make the women's aw champion like a monster 
as opposed to like tag team. Like it's just dumb. So yes, that's you know what, what that's I think a very very good point. We, very corny. Uh, not even just that the the fact that they're using tag team wrestling as a device for a single storyline is something that WWE does, and we complain about it a lot. I liked what Britt said here, but I understand your complaints. They make a lot of sense. Yeah. This under Rosa Rain, she's one of my favorite women's wrestlers. I don't know if it's lack of time. I don't know if they've lost faith in her, but they, I, I feel like she hasn't gotten a shot to build a feud out properly, really. Like, I feel like her matches have been mostly good. I felt like the one with Miu was a little bit off, Um, but I don't understand, like, them not giving her screen time. I think they need to turn her heel. They've got to shake it up. Yeah, like, they have to. Not- they. Tony's going to be the one who's going to turn around and, like I mentioned before, do something to her. Like, she's her frustration is going to show through, which I hope, like, it it has to happen. Um, So, yeah, I'm kind of unhinged tonight from what people are saying on the chat. And uh, my my corny moment (laughs) of the week was that one. Our corny moment and you gave us our X-rated moment. I think that's very fair. I I showed shoulders. Says that you did show shoulders. You are all over the map and I'm here for it. Um, circling back to Bud Matt, Joseph Snurk saying Bud Matt started off that match with the best drop, the shotgun drop kick, not from Finn Balor or Takahashi, and never took his foot off the gas. That was right out of the gate. It was only like three moves, which is why I didn't spend a lot of time on it because it was super squashy, but like the offense that did happen was awesome. Like that was an incredible shotgun drop kick right out the gate. That's a, such a fun way to start a match too. I feel like we don't see, especially shotgun drop kick starting matches a lot. Um, he also says house of black for trios champs. I would love for them to be when they have the trios belt, it needs to be a really, really long reign. So if the trios belt is going to be something that moves the Kenny Omega return and the Adam Page story further, I feel like I don't want them to be near it for a little bit. Like when they win, I want it to be like a win that has a long shelf life because I feel like they really deserve it. And I just think it's a great use of all three of those guys. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Like, I think that's that's pretty perfect. Jake Neal chiming in saying, hope this isn't spamming, but I would love a legit segment list of what Alex thought was corny on each show. Not even joking. Let's go. Well, Smart Mark wasn't on TV today, so I guess it had to be something else. 
That's because he ruined my TV on Wednesday. <laughs> okay. Well, now we know. If you want Alex's take on, uh, I guess you're going to have to do a Wednesday corny segment too. You'll just have to do it on Twitter or something. I think that'll be. Yeah, cool. I'll just like make a video because I'm not allowed on Fightful after Fridays because Kate doesn't want me on. I'm not on that <laughs> show. So. <laughs> Mama Kate says no. Mama Kate. Camping it there. No, I'm not on the Wednesday show, but uh, just kidding, just Alex kidding, Pulaski no. and Sean Ross have to do a great job. But hey, I'll, that, so. I'll brand it specifically for us here at Fightful. Like, I would love to do something like that, and I'll put it up on my Twitter, and you guys can just well, hit me up there. There you go. Or maybe we'll get a graphic set up. Joe Wagner says, Alex, I hate Thunderstorm. Why do you hate Joy, Alex? I don't. I, I feel don't. like you did a good job justifying why you don't like the tag pairing that is being used as a device to yeah. your your world champion but i appreciate them saying you don't like joy because thunderstorm is an excellent pun so i guess just saying that must have been somebody sitting backstage going you know it would be great <laughs> like i hate those moments <laughs> i mean i pretty unapologetically tweeted about how great of a, a pun that is so i can't oh shoot i'm sorry i Kate. can't get to i the pun is great you the storyline not so much that's where i'm at but but i'll tell you what tony storm and thunder rosa had a great match at the forbidden door pay-per-view and yep. they've worked together well as a tag team i'm looking forward to that eventual rematch so that should be fun but we move along to athena and penelope ford who is back after a long um just absence from from being injured i think she was out somewhere i think they said like six to eight months i can't remember how yeah. long but she was yeah she was absent for a while and i thought she looked pretty good here which is good i feel like we've seen her be a little bit inconsistent at times a lot of it was i think she just really needed to slow down a lot of times that happens i felt like a lot with the aw women's division especially early in the go um but i feel like athena was a good opponent for her because she is a little bit slower pace she is very hard hitting this match had some momentum to it though especially in the beginning like this was fast pace out of the gate penelope drop kicking athena while she was resting on the middle <laughs> rope was an awesome spot eventually athena hits a cutter she has a great cutter uh to end this athena's looked really really good since coming over here which makes me very happy but in the post match alex and i'll get your thoughts on both but in the post match we see Jade Cargill appear with the sledgehammer to destroy Athena's wings, which she handmade, which is so rude. We then see Jade <laughs> enter the ring with the baddies who uh, have Athena held back, and she hits her in the midsection with the hammer. Uh, and, of course, Stokely Hathaway holds it like a maniac after the most memeable guy in wrestling. But I thought this was a great way to continue the feud. We kind of got derailed from this a little bit. And I think that has everything to do with the Chris Statlander injury. Unfortunately, she's going to be out for an extended period of time. I think they were trying to get a read on that because they had big plans for her. We've read reports that she was going to get a really big push, which the crowd really wanted like so organically. But it is nice to see Athena getting back on track with the story after that, that pause. Um, I was playing Sledgehammer in my head by Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel was just like playing in my head this whole time. Uh, 
Annika Wilson finding out, no, 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 no. <laughs> she licked the sledgehammer and then broke the wings. It was. She had her Miley Cyrus moment and also, uh, you know, got got the got the boys, I think, probably a little bit excited at 11 or 1030 at night on a Friday. Um, Orion Ben chimed in saying, sledgehammer, going to protect your wings. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Excellent poll. Excellent poll. And Jennifer chiming in via Humper Chat saying, sending in love and light to the fabulous Lady Kate, Grand Duchess of Banks and Grappling Discord. And her first night, Alexis, defender of the realms. Penelope looked amazing tonight, y'all. She did. She looked really, really good. Uh, I'm going to come back to your super chats and humper chats about this, but what did you think of the match and the post match, Alex? I, I love Penelope, man. I, man, she is, she is, she looks badass. She acts badass. And she's, she's a bad, bad a girl. Lot. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's worked cold. very, like, you can tell her in ring work is, is really good. When she's paired again with the right person in the ring, she does, she knows, you know, um, what she's doing in there. The post match and another, Oh, man, you know what? Um, I understand um, the whole breaking of the wings, right? Because you want to continue advancing the story. It's you know you want to you you need to be a bad guy and take away the one thing that's cool, right? From the but someone did mention that yeah, it's it, it's very WWE like because we're so accustomed for the last twenty odd years to watch stuff like this on WWE television that we can go back and call it that a WWE moment. So, yeah, this is another one of those. But um, I could have done without it. I could have done without the whole running. I could have done without the whole thing. You know, like, let Athena have her her moment. Um, maybe she should have cut a, a promo backstage, you know, about being that bitch. <laughs> but other than that, like, the I don't... The thing I don't... is, I think it was good because... And... I'll let you finish your thought. I realized I just Yeah, no, that was it for me. (laughs) I think it was good because this story had gotten derailed, right? Like we took a breath for Madison Rain because we were finding out what was going on. So I get what you're saying. This has gotten a little redundant. It has gotten a little long in the tooth. This has started since the last pay-per-view, and I think is going until the next one, which is like a four-month feud. But I think because Chris is out. Things got a little bit wonky. So to me, this was just like a reestablishment of the story. And I felt like breaking the wings because they have been such like a um, centerpiece in all of this. Was so you a think they're refreshing the storyline? I think so. I think okay. so. Fair but assessment. I'll, I'll go with that, Mama Kate. There was <laughs> there was a lot of like post-match beatdown stuff though tonight. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> we had just seen this with Miro, right? So it's a little bit. Instead of gang wars, as Sean always says, where it would be like my stable versus your stable, like it's been a lot of post-match beatdowns. Not always a melee, it can just sometimes be one or two people, but I, I, I understand what you're saying, though. Joe Wagner chiming in saying, the structure was okay, except for the women's match feeling like most of the match was in picture in picture. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many times I can get on here and complain about the treatment of the women's division, but I'm also but someone can who... I say something? I, I want yes. I, I, I want you guys to understand in television, um, the television world works with advertisement. It is a very, very, very good thing when a match goes through a segment. And even though you're in picture in picture, you're still being shown. It is a very good thing in television 
when you're being put in that spot in a in a segment to segment. So when you see the females in WWE wrestling through a commercial break through a segment and they're in picture in picture, that's a really good thing. That means they're trusting you to put you in that spot and to put you in multiple segments. Sometimes they go two commercials deep. That is even an even bigger deal, you know. So for the women, I know I know it kind of seems dumb, but if you were to pull the curtain back and work, you know, like I have been. You know, and seeing why why these segments are done that way, it it it, it kind of serves as a good thing as well. I think it wouldn't be as big of a deal if the women's match on Dynamite wasn't constantly in the nine thirty slot, which is a picture in picture to full commercial cutaway. Like I don't yeah. think anyone would even think about it in that case. But we move right along uh, to <laughs> our main events. I loved Orange Cassidy in the <laughs> promo going into this. This absolutely cracked me up saying, hey, Mark, that's my line. Um, yeah, that that bickering over that was was great after he said it last week. It was just so great. But this was fun. Um, I don't care about the trust busters, so I was glad to see what happened here. But Orange Cassidy ultimately hits the, the orange punch, which doesn't put him away, but ultimately hits the body splash to end this. A lot of back and forth here. The bad one, Jam Beard, chiming in and saying, I did like that Dan Housen didn't want to curse Sunny Kiss, but wanted to curse Slim J instead. And it's okay. You, it's okay, Kate. You guys are still winning the division. Not a thing. You keep playing like this. But this was a lot of fun. Um, I think the booking was predictable, so it's good that the match was fun. I just, I'm not bought in on the Trust Busters, but I love Arya Davari. And, and I love Sunny Kids being on my television. I will never, ever, ever yeah. complain about that. That makes me happy. What did you think of our main event here? Um, the Trust Busters. I, if you actually open up a Webster's Dictionary made with pages, not online, you will find that next to the word corny, you will see their picture. <laughs> I don't know why do we continue to want to push this team. I don't know what the end game is. Maybe it's because they... WWE did not give um, uh, Brock Lesnar Jr. a chance. Like they want to, like really sh maybe show that he is good in the ring or whatever the case may be. I don't know. There was some good highlights, right? Like Slim J was actually pretty damn physical in the ring. Slim like J he can, can move go. around. Yeah, yeah I, I do want to point out that um, Slim J. If you're not familiar, I know it feels like very gimmicky with his like sideways upside down visor and stuff, but he is a, a, a really good wrestler. Like he, he can go, he's been around for a really long time. A couple people in the chat saying like Slim J is shockingly great. Don't let the gimmick deceive you. He, he can go in the ring. So sorry to interrupt you. No, no, please interrupt me, but it's not, you know, and it's not like necessarily like they're not like they're trying to push the trust busters. Listen, a push is if you're losing on television and you have five to 15 minutes, you're getting pushed. You're on damn television. You know, like there's so many things yeah. that people don't understand about how well, the way television works. And when you're getting television time, that is a really, 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 really good thing. So trust busters on TV, they might be getting they might be losing or whatever the case may be, but it was still a push. They're still on television on a main event. Yeah, I think that's almost my complaint. Like, I like seeing Sonny on TV and Slim J is good in the ring. I have no interest in Parker, but I would so much rather see, like, Bear Country get the spa or something. Like, that's that's just a matter of taste, though. I think what they're doing is fine. And this was, of course, for the Trios tournament. So yeah. uh, we see the best friends advance, and that closes our show. 
And I'm I'm but, hoping that 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 with them losing that trios match, that kind of just moves them out of the way and lets them let them do like dark matches or whatever. Unfortunately for Davari, but you know it is what it is. I think ROH might be where that ends up, and I don't hate that idea. I think it gives Sunny some reps. I think Slim J has has been in ROH before. Like I think that's a good fit and. Um, Parker definitely still needs time to develop. So I think that is good. But you know what? If the Trustbusters had won this match, I would have been like just wishing it was nowhere to be found. I would have been praying that nobody could find me talking about this match because I would have had to have come on here and I would have had to have been really critical of it. It was booked well, so I don't have to. But if you don't want to be found well nordvpn might just be the vpn for you i'm on the road right now but i'm not missing any of my favorite shows that are region blocked or out of my area so to speak because i've got nordvpn.com slash fightful now you can also use that code fightful avoid price discrimination on flights avoid missing your shows because they're region blocked and get 70 percent off your nordvpn plan plus one additional month for free it's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. NordVPN.com slash Fightful has made things so much easier for me as I get back into traveling and start to remember that certain things aren't available to watch when I travel or even when I'm home because they're region-blocked. I'm able to find pay-per-views that are much cheaper thanks to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. It's an investment in yourself, and how can you pass up that deal? 70% off plus one additional month free. NordVPN.com slash Fightful, or use that code Fightful. And with all of the money you're saving on your VPN, which is a lot because NordVPN has made a really big investment in Fightful, you can go over to FightfulSelect.com and subscribe. We had NXT news earlier in the week. There's so much shifting in the WWE landscape. We saw HBK get a promotion earlier. More developing on the backstage drama. Always, always, always. More coming out on FightfulSelect.com. So go over there and subscribe. You also get additional bonus podcasts on Fightful Select with Alex Pulowski, oftentimes myself, every Raw, every SmackDown. He's behind the paywall for you guys, putting on, I would say, a more in-depth and more critical version of what we're doing here right now so you want that perspective we have a lot a lot a lot a lot of fun on the sour graphs head on over there but we're gonna switch into our smackdown side of things which not a terrible episode tonight i just uh wish we had had more matches on it but some humper chats and super chats to clear out we've got collins on the rocks thing hi kate and alex i'm out celebrating my birthday but wanted to show the love well, thank you. Thank you for thinking of us on your birthday. I hope you're having a safe and fun birthday. birthday celebration and you have an awesome weekend. We appreciate your support so much. Yes. We had Matthew Plus chiming in saying, I want 100% of the proceeds from this chat to go to Louise. Well, that's not how that works, Matthew. Hate to break it to you, but Louise deserves every penny he makes and more. Louise absolutely rules. He is one of our moderators that not only keeps you guys safe in the chat and deletes uh, un like crappy chats and the bots that try to invade us sometimes, but he keeps our super chats and humper chats rolling in. So 
Luis, we appreciate you so much. But that's not how the chats work. You don't get to just dictate who they go to. But we will dive into SmackDown. Um, before we dive in, Alex, what did you think of SmackDown overall tonight? Um, they're getting better, you know. Um, but listen, I you know how much I hate Drew McIntyre talking, and honestly, I think they're letting him be open on the mic and kind of maybe let him who he is be portrayed as opposed to someone writing the words for him. So yeah. Yeah, I feel like we've seen some real growth in that. Yeah. The Monday night promo was the best promo we'd seen, I would say, from Drew McIntyre in yeah. years. And I yeah. don't think that's his fault. Um, I think like that Monday one ruled. And I think what we saw tonight was really, really strong. And we're going to dive in. I thought this was a step up from last week, but I just wish I had seen more matches overall. Like we've seen such a higher ratio of the amount of wrestling to nonsense and today i felt like we got a pretty good amount of nonsense starting with <laughs> this opening segment commentary talks about how this is the 1200th smackdown episode which is pretty damn cool in professional wrestling that is yeah. quite an accomplishment they even name dropped jim Cornette as he was announcing that yeah. first episode i really like that we're seeing the wwe ecosystem acknowledge things around it they called Sami Zayn Generico and referenced El Generico yeah. later tonight, which I never thought we would see. So that made me quite happy as well. Ultimately, though, Ronda Rousey interrupts commentary to pay the last of her fine. Um, <laughs> why you're paying it publicly in dribs and drabs and a suspended talent just keeps getting in the ring is something I will never understand. Uh, but good on her. She pays the fine. And Adam Pierce says that he can't just reinstate her. That's above his pay grade. Here's my immediate issue. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like doling out the punishment would be above his pay grade. Accepting the money for the fine that the people above you instated seems like that should definitely be his pay grade. Otherwise, what is he doing there? And the movie Office Space, when he goes like, what would you say you do here that's kind of where i was at with adam pierce during the segment but all of that is to get under ronda rousey's skin she gets mad and starts beating up some security local jobbers uh and eventually gets taken away in a cop car i did not like this uh I, i'm not as sour as i was last week but we've seen <laughs> ronda rousey in a cop car ankle already and to replay that playbook with the same talent feels incredibly yeah. lazy to me. I don't know if this is intentional because the way she was paying the fines is the same way that Becky Lynch paid her fines when she was like fined and, and working. Um, so I don't know if this is all, I feel like it would be giving them too much credit to assume that this is all a part of like Becky and Rhonda storytelling, unless they bring it back later and prove me wrong. But I just felt like this was lazy. However, what was fun is this crowd was really, really hot this entire episode starting here. Rhonda got some mixed reactions. Um, but what did you think of this this opening segment? Yeah, same thing as you said. Like, I, I didn't understand. The minute that they were taking her back towards the, the cop car, I said, I've seen this. I've seen this before. Why are we doing this again? Um, but whatever. It is what it is. They're trying to, they're trying to figure a way to bring back the Ronda Rousey of old. 
not the smile all the time. You know, like Vince used to tell all the women, smile when you're walking down the runway. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. We could have, I don't know. I don't know what, they, what they're trying to do with her. So I thought that they could do without it. They, I would have loved for them to just start with wrestling, but whatever it is, what it is. I really don't have much. There's not, I don't think there is a ton to say about this, really. No. So no. we can move along. But I agree with you. I would like to see the the only form of Ronda Rousey, in my opinion, that remotely worked in WWE was when she turned heel the first time around. Yes. And that I thought was cool. I, I have no problem with her in the ring. I think in the ring, she's she's great. Of course she is. She can do some really crazy stuff. Um, but let's just get back to... I, I remember, like, before she was in WWE, she would talk shit on like the Kardashians and stuff. I'm like, where's that yeah. Ronda Rousey? Where's yes. like the charismatic Ronda Rousey that made you want to sign her instead of this sterilized version? I think we're slowly getting things back like that, but um, it's just hard to care because of the way they've burnt out her character and booking over the past, I mean, since her return, essentially, since Royal Rumble. So we move along to find out that Canadians just love Roman Reigns getting out of a car this is Man. Roman Reigns just getting out of a car, and he got one of the most insane pops I have ever heard. I tweeted that I think the Island of Relevancy is in Canada, and that was a hometown pop. But, uh, yeah, there's not much more to say about this other than, holy crap, this Montreal crowd was hot to see their champion and also hot for uh, your Canadian talent, which I thought was very, very fun. Yeah, I don't know, man. Ooh, hold on. Go ahead. Yeah, we got a super chat coming in saying Ronda getting arrested again is lazy, but I now want to see her get arrested all the time. I want this to be her gimmick. Repo man, oh dear Rousey, please. God. That's hysterical. Uh, and it, the other thing that I don't love about any arrest angle is like you've completely taken the wrestling part out of it because it's like, where does assault begin and wrestling end? Because those were, I mean, I guess there's security, so that's fine. But we also see, like, I don't know. We see the NXT parking lot unfold every week, and nobody gets arrested <laughs> in the air. Like, and it's just felony after Because felony, in wrestling so. is the only place where you can kill a man in the ring and still come it's back true. the next week. And it's what true. you get is a I suspension. Just, where does the line start and stop? That's all I want to know. But... Uh, we will move along here to our first match of the night, which was Toxic Attraction defeating Natty and Sonya. This mm. surprised me. Um, one thing that was really fun was that uh, Bailey, EO, and Dakota were ringside. Was it Heckling. all three of them? Did I make that up? Or was it just Bailey? I no, it was, it was all, yeah, they were there. It was all three of them, uh, right? Okay. Yeah, because. Um... What's his face? Uh, the punter. God, I just lost. I just blanked out. For Pat McAfee. <laughs> Pat McAfee. Yeah, the punter. Uh, he just he was high fiving all of them and like talking to them. So yeah, I thought so. My uh, my notes caught me off guard a little bit, but we got all of control at ringside. Uh, King Coda and EO there, of course, as well. King Coda, a bonafide television star, an undeniable television star. If and anyone else wants to argue with me on that. They can kiss my butt. But easy killer. Um, 
Matt Reichel chimed in saying, acknowledging the beauty of my friend Kate. Well, thank you. Unless Coda and EO versus Alexa and Asuka is ending in a double elimination, my money is on toxic attraction. Mm. So this booking oh. did surprise me. There they are. This... Oh, no. The bots are here. Dun, dun, dun. See, someone talks about me being pretty and they show up. Um, That's awesome. I think if Sasha and Naomi are waiting in the wings, which I hope they are, you have um, control be your, your tag champions. And then Naomi and Sasha come for the titles that they never actually lost. So that's what I'm thinking. Toxic Attraction, A, should have been in the tournament from the beginning. But B, going over surprises me because they were originally not supposed to be in that place. Overall... I didn't think this match was very good, unfortunately. Sonya had a really cool like spear into a jackknife pin, which was a fun pinfall attempt. But uh, this ultimately ends with Natty applying the sharp sharpshooter to Gigi Dolan, but JC Jane was the legal in this situation, so she wins with the most legal or lethal move in WWE, of course, which is the roll up. Um, Natalia shouldn't be that stupid. Like she's a veteran, so for her to not realize who was legal i i thought was pretty dumb <laughs> og alex calling it bots bots sick attraction <laughs> which is pretty pretty great pretty great um so i i was surprised by the booking which was cool i don't think either of these two are going to the finals so it didn't surprise me a ton natty getting some hometown pop here this was kind of like a heel on heel situation as well which was a little bit of a, a throw here um <laughs> All right, we'll read it. Why not? Uh, we, we got the bad one, Jam Beard, saying, for the reason that Nikita couldn't get to Canada makes me proud to be Canadian. Okay, we can't assume that the reason is true, um, but it's it's probably based on her beliefs, a possibility for the reasons that she couldn't get into Canada. I'll say that. However, her last match on NXT was not great. I wouldn't be surprised if she got banged up a little bit in it. She had a really nasty botched cannonball spot that I was like, something felt wrong here. I don't know if she got beat up in that, but it's probably the thing you're assuming that we're just going to skate by, but thank you for your super chat. Um, what did you think of this match, and what did you think of the booking? Give me more Gigi Dolan, please. I've all loved right. her for years, for years in her intergender matches and all that good stuff that she used to pull off. She's just great in the ring. Um she looks like a badass too so i just like i don't know it's just she's awesome. more gg give me more gg um anyway but yeah so uh what did i think about the match i thought that the right team won uh i don't know what the what the hell freaking they were they put these two together for i i don't know what the hell's happening with 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 the way they just like pick women and put them together I get so angry at the dumb decisions that they make. Like Natalia should be a coach or at this point or something backstage, like helping the women, you know, make better, better matches on television, better storylines. And to put or her out to there to point, kind of just go ahead. Like, yeah. 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 She she has tag team wrestling in her blood. Like there's so many things yeah. that you could do regarding her personal history with tag team wrestling. 
just give her a consistent taxi yeah. partner. She just gets thrown around with everyone. Every I'm with you on time. that. I don't like thrown together tag teams. And no. I feel like they could have done so much more with this tournament. If you're going to throw people together, have people from NXT, like multiple ones yes. get called up. Throw Casey and Caden in this. Yes. Bring back the Bellas. Bring back like cool or whatever. Like do things that acknowledge women's like proper tag teams that you've had before. So I'm, I'm very with you on this just felt thrown together and not that great. Yeah. Yeah. So the, you know, they were going to give it to, they were going to give it to the, uh, to toxic attraction regardless. And uh, I don't know what, but you know, triple H is on a kick right now, having all his kids be on the, you know, up on, on the main shows. So we'll see where everything's going to go with that. Uh, you don't have to be here. And if you talk shit on the host, you'll get blocked. So that was adorable of that person who told us they were leaving. Michael Branson chiming in saying $5 for Step Alex giving us insight into TV production. Well, there you go. There you go. Making Wait, well, what happened? Someone there. got blocked. What'd they say? They were talking shit even, about us. So that's a great way I didn't to even, I didn't even read that because I was too busy concentrating on the beautiful, wonderful people here who support this uh, Friday night show. Well, there you go. So Gigi sucks uh, in the ring. It wasn't any, it wasn't anything that bad just like okay, what do you think is going to happen if you talk shit on the hosts of the show like no. i think people don't realize i had someone dm me to say they were going to leave mean comments um like on the videos from tuesday and i was like i can go through and delete so those weird. comments like i have mod powers we just have louise because he's a damn professional at this but um we move along to my favorite segment of the night and shockingly it includes Sami Zayn. Um, Sami and Roman have this heart to heart. Sami says, uh, well, Roman essentially asks Sami how things were going. And Sami says <laughs> that Jay told him he needed to level up, but brings up that he saved Jay from a Claymore last week. I love that. I love that Sami provided evidence with the way that he's been helping out the bloodline because he's an honorary oos. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Roman, I love this, agrees with Sammy and says that Jay doesn't appreciate him. He brings up uh, Sammy being in the Fatal Five Way later for the IC title, which was a super fun match, and that uh, the IC title would look great in the bloodline. Like, manipulative Roman, with as cool as he naturally is, is such a fun thing. But the ultimate point of this segment, which I just popped for tremendously, because if it's going where I think it's going, this is going to be like my favorite thing in the world. Roman tells Sammy to let Kevin Owens know that Roman doesn't owe him anything. Um, asking Sammy if they're still cool and talk. And Sammy says, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Owens is on Raw, but I'll let him know 
If this ends up being Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn dethroning the Usos eventually for the tag titles, wow. I will lose my ever-loving mind. Sami and Kevin Owens on a tag team for the tag titles would just be so much fun. And they have such a great history. Kevin Owens was just in a whole conspiracy theory angle with all of the Elias stuff. Like, for him to be the guy that sobers Sami Zayn up to the fact that he's being used and is their stooge and not in the bloodline would just be TV gold, Alex. What did you think of this segment? Yeah, I mean, you know, um, I think back to uh, Owen Hart being in the Nation of Domination, right? He was an honorary member of the Nation of Domination. So why not have Sammy Zayn join the bloodline and be an honorary Samoan? I think that'd be freaking great. Um, but I feel like this could be just that, right? Like you turn me away for so long. Um, I've been trying so hard. I put myself on the line. I'm getting claymored every week. So guess what? My best friend and I who, you know, love each other are going to. But you know what's weird about that is that Kevin Owens, he it looks like he's gearing up for a singles run. But I think I don't know if maybe they'll just I mean, it would suck to just throw him back again with Sam. I know it'll be fun to see him and Sammy together. They all hate the the bloodline and they take away the tag titles right but that's cool but i i, I want to see something more because the dude hasn't held a singles title like you mentioned in over five years he deserves it too like he's so great and i i get we can't where always go back to the from. well we can't always go back to the well yeah him and sammy, I get him and sammy. the thing that's tricky to me about this is roman and kevin owens already faced each other in multiple matches they were my favorite matches Seth Rollins and Roman had a hell of a match too. I didn't love the ending of it though, but those matches with Kevin Owens were like my favorite of Roman's reign. Like I think it's been like they had a, a TLC match that other than like literally a set of handcuffs, I think not working or he was tied to something other than that. I was like, this was a classic example of how you use weapons to tell a story and you don't use weapons for the sake of using weapons. Like it was so, 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 so good. So um, I, I'm all for a tag run, but I think the new day showed us like you can be a tag team and still pursue singles opportunities, right? Like I wouldn't hate that they are tag champions still having tag matches, not like the way that they were working with Sasha and Naomi, right? Not to use tag matches as a way to propel singles feud, but like mm. you can still do singles work while holding the title. So I'm excited to see where this goes. I love Sammy and KO together and I also love that every time Kevin Owens turns face or heel like he acknowledges the way he was behaving before <laughs> so I'm just ready for that Kevin Owens full face turn of like hey I know that I've been a dick the past few months <laughs> like I think that's so much fun so I'm excited to see where this goes either way I thought that segment was great I love Roman just playing Sammy like a fiddle. It's so fun. But. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what's happening there. And the Usos obviously weren't there because they're not allowed in Canada. So they, those exactly. dudes have so much legal trouble. It's, it's a rough one. One of them specifically. But Oh, my God. Uh, we move along to what is definitely OG Alex's favorite segment of the night. Killer Cross and Scarlet in their promo. I oh. have... I want to be careful with how I say this. I feel like the presentation of Karrion Cross and Scarlet is disjointed. 
I liked the promo that I saw tonight, but here's my issue. Um, and OG Alex gets a lot of credit for this because he pointed out that like leather zaddy carrying cross having a hot witch wife is a little disconnected. <laughs> like he seems rooted in reality and she does not. And also she doesn't have supernatural like powers that we like she doesn't control him she doesn't control opponents when she interferes it's just like in a traditional wrestling ring so it just looks like she's a witch that flips over um you know uh what are those called? hourglass yeah but like th like nothing follows through on that like, which that just makes you like the queen of party city. That doesn't, if you don't, <laughs> if you're presented this way, but you don't execute in a supernatural way, like that's not great. However, there were some things that I really liked in this. He went after Drew for saying that he didn't want to be the chosen one. He said, it doesn't bother Drew that he was the chosen one, but it bothers Drew that he was the chosen one and he failed. And that Carrying Cross is here to rebuild the table he failed to set. The idea of Vince's chosen one essentially versus Triple H's chosen one is really funny. Taking theory out of it, like, right, the the first chosen one, I guess, was Drew McIntyre. So I think that's a feud I want to see. I think this turns into a triple threat, and I liked the promo I saw today. The entire presentation is still feeling a little disconnected from me. How are you feeling about the promo we saw tonight and then also the presentation of Scarlet and Karrion Cross? Anything's better than what the hell that were being presented as before, which was complete utter trash. Okay, <laughs> so this feels like carrying cross. This feels, yeah, his wife is a hot, sexy witch, and that's how they're gonna play it. Um, so, you know, but she so, doesn't have any powers. Eh, you don't like, need powers. Not... You don't need powers. Does Nikki Ash have powers? And she still calls herself a damn superhero and runs around. No, in but a black she calls mask. herself almost fun. That's yeah, the but point. You're, still, you're still running around thinking you're a superhero. So, yes, she doesn't have powers, but I do feel that, um, you know, they're using this like, you know, he's supposed to be this higher being, like, you know, crazy. Um, was he this? Were they using that type of presentation to an NXT? I don't remember. That was such a long time ago. I don't I don't think it was that gimmicky right in NXT. She wasn't she wasn't that cra like that witchy style there, right? I could be wrong. I think she kind of was. I don't know if it was as gimmicky, but I think because the black and gold brand was very anti-gimmicky, it felt real gimmicky. Yeah, like it felt like go. he yeah. was like a weird magician. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I I don't know. I I'm I'm okay with it. I I'm I want to see it play out. I want to see what they're going to do with Karen Cross, you know, he's I'm glad he's back. The promos he's cutting are freaking fire. They're like old school like Triple H promos, you know, like those old school promos that we used to see back. Yeah, before. I thought the promo was good tonight. Yeah, so um, yeah, just let I'll, I'll let it play out. I'll let the witch thing continue going. Halloween's around the corner. Why not play it out? <laughs> uh, OG Alex starting sour graphs in like three minutes. Join when you can, Kate. You do not want to miss this episode. I have a feeling he might have harsher thoughts on us than Carrie Cross. So <laughs> if you want a in depth review with a little hint of sour, head to FightfulSelect.com for that, starting in a few minutes. Um, Augie Doggy, hi, Augie Doggy, chiming in saying, Cross is just a less good version of Mil Muertes and Katrina. Again, that feels like a more cohesive presentation than what I'm seeing today. I will give it time. Um, yeah. Luis pointing out that Mil Muertes wrestled in 
a 12-man one-hour match tonight. Well, damn, okay. All right. Um, Before this, I think, I think, I don't, I think this was beforehand. Yeah. So we get maximum male models in the ring. Max Dupree putting over Mansois and Marseille. Uh, and they get interrupted by Hit Row. Hit Row coming out kind of threw me because I thought what we set up last week was Los Lotharios and Maximum Male Models, which I felt like made so much sense. My hope is that Santos Escobar is coming up from NXT to hang out with Los Lotharios and do like a faction with that. And we get them versus the Bloodline. That's really cool. But from what we saw tonight, Hit Row interrupts. I don't understand what this was. They oh, clear God. the ring and Hit Row does a full wrap. And I just don't know what <laughs> Grandpa H needs to, you know, kind of take it back a little bit. We don't need the hip hop, the fake hip hop concert going on in a wrestling ring. That was time consuming. I don't know what they were thinking, but to be honest, like I know he's trying to be hip and connect with the crowd, but it ended up just being like awkward and weird. I got up and to get a banana. Yeah, this was weird. Um, it, I just, it, if you wanted to have Hit Road to a musical <laughs> number, why didn't you have them do it on the stage? I don't know. It felt very, uh, very weird. Roy Zang circling back on Carrying Cross saying it's always been disjointed. Carrying Cross is. Uh, while presentation can't tell a consistent story, much like his in-ring work. I think I've seen him deliver really solid in-ring work on the Indies. So I'm hoping that's what we get to see on here. But um, He was supposed to be Freddie's uh, champion, so. Oh, really? Yeah, Um, in Freddie's federation. Yeah, he He got got taken by the big dogs. Uh, I don't really have anything to say about this rap. Um, I just, it was corny. <laughs> Here's my corny moment of Friday Night of Smackdown. Well, to me, last week, that was the whole show. So, there, um, listen, no one's ever going to be Bowens and, you know, and uh, from the acclaim. I'm going to so. pull this up because this is an interesting point. I didn't like when they did this in NXT with Swerve. This is somehow 10 times worse. I liked it in NXT because it felt authentic. And usually I feel like it was way more, like more often than not, it was like pre-taped, I felt like a lot. And this felt like not that, like it felt like produced storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. And this felt like a weird rap concert. I felt like they're like, hey, the acclaim does it. You guys should go out there and do it. (laughs) Well, no, because I I mean, it's always been their thing, but I feel like they're a little lost without without swerve which is my concern but we will see punks are punk saying that the concert segment made me actually cringe very polarizing and hit row's actually always been pretty polarizing like it seemed like there's a side of twitter that loves hit row and there's a side of twitter that doesn't so but we'll move along to uh this one of the three matches of the night or yeah one of the three matches of the night and by far the best in my opinion was this fatal five way? This was so much fun. Oh boy, I felt like a lot of things were done really well in this. Um, overall, the people that you had in the match were a fantastic mix of guys like Ricochet, Sammy, Madcap, Corbett, and Sheamus, very different from each other, 
very different from each other and all had a lot of chemistry, I feel like. Sammy got a huge reaction. He deserves all of that. I love when they just let people be baby faces in their hometown. I like when WWE does it. It's more rare there. I love it when AEW does it. It's less rare there. Um, this was just a great mix of styles. Ricochet is insane. Like, yeah. his Hurricane Rana into the ropes was nuts. There was an around the world DDT to Corbin, and he hit a shooting star press for a near fall that I thought was great. He had a torture rack in this, which was awesome. We got interference from Gunther on the outside, which was great. He was just laying it in really hard, just clubbing away. Um, Corbin is really good in matches like this. Like these fast-paced matches, because I feel like his greatest strength is logical things, like logical physicality. Like there were times where he would just throw a shoulder block here, and you're like, that's what you would do in a match like this. That makes sense. I really, really like logical sensical physicality we saw a lot of that from him today ultimately and to no surprise really Sheamus wins with the bro kick which I think we all assumed you're gonna want Sheamus at that clash at the castle pay-per-view the IC title is gonna be on the line at a pay-per-view which is great I love seeing that feel important um but Sami Zayn was the story of this match he hit a blue thunder bomb in this he hit a Michinoku driver in this he was fantastic and the crowd was just so lit up for him i love seeing this this was such a good example of you have a five-way match here everybody can look good and nobody has to be hurt by losing in this i thought this was great orion ben six six chiming in saying ella generico is now wwe certified hell froze over i love it i love 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 there was a point where the main roster wasn't even acknowledging NXT, Alex, which is ridiculous, but I absolutely adore them acknowledging the rest of the wrestling world. It makes me really happy. What did you think of this match? As well as it should be. The wrestling world is ginormous. It's large. People come in and out from all types of federations. They No one, no one ever just says, hey, I'm going to wake up today and start a WWE career at WWE. Um, right. You know, so, yeah. Um the match was great, man. This is one of those gems that you kind of like pull out of a a uh, uh, rough, you know, show sometimes. But this show was really good um, all around. Like I had some good. But this here, this was their shining moment. All of these guys went in there and whooped each other's ass. And what you were saying about uh, Corbin, 100%. Corbin seems to work really well when he's with a lot of people because I think he's able to not just be focused as the spotlight like he's really good in the ring on on one-on-one matches too like he's fast physical um could sell really well but when there's all this chaos moving around and you're having these dances with different people throughout the match he's he just looks excellent out there and he was wrestling with no shirt uh which is great you need more sexy corbin and one thing <laughs> that I noticed, show the shoulders off, like he's going to do a it. joint only fans with you. I love it. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> uh, one of the things I noticed is that um, even uh, uh, McAfee wasn't saying anything. You know, he just had a match against them. You know, yeah, he didn't really reference anything like, you know, about what happened in the past with him. You got to give him props for the, the match and the style that he was, you know, the way he was pulling things off in the ring and whatever. So, you know, it was cool. It was fun. Yeah, I thought this was a blast and very well agented, very well executed. Yes. Um, we didn't really talk about Matt Cab Moss at all in this. I think it was just not his story, but he no. 
him not doing too much, I think, is good. He was kind of like Corbett in the sense that I felt like he was doing a lot of logical, physical stuff. Yes. Um, but he didn't overdo it, which is good. I think with the young, growing talent like that, he served his exact purpose in this match. But we and it didn't feel to- like it was a rematch, by the way. Because you saw a lot of faces in the ring no, that already yes. faced each other, right? So immediately in the back of my mind was said, "Oh, damn it! You're gonna see these guys again with each other in the ring." But it was just great. It was really good. It was. It was. I also just like seeing Ricochet get to do cool shit in the ring. That'll always yeah, pop was... me. But <laughs> guys, get in your super chats and humper chats as we come down the home stretch here. If you could leave a thumbs up on this video, that would be so kind. It helps people find us in the algorithm as we're talking about. All this wonderful wrestling, which is fun. It's great to see the WWE product improving week over week. It's really, really refreshing. But we move along to the Viking funeral that we got here, which was, I think, a fun segment. It was not a cheesy, new, vicious Viking Raiders thing. But the biggest thing for me in this, very well produced, which was cool. Um, But we see Sarah Logan in this, Mm -hmm. which... I don't know if that's just a fun little spot for her or if she's returning, but I thought that was really cool. What did you think of this? And would you be excited to see Sarah Logan back in WWE? Yeah, then she do the Royal Rumble, right? She was in she the did. I Royal think she Rumble. Did a spot there. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, now that that the old regime is over with, I think they're gonna <laughs> RIP Bootios. They're gonna start doing more of of things like this. Um, where they uh, have former talent just show up. They don't necessarily have to be in a con, you know, like just be fun and open with the, just like AEW. AEW just is, all right, let's do segments together. So I think it'll be cool to maybe have her back. Maybe by his side yeah. would be dope. Maybe we have the, you know, what was it? The War Raiders that come back. Yes. Maybe, maybe that was the funeral of like all the gimmicky stuff and they come back as the war, war, war and like just kill everyone, which would be great. I'm okay with that. Again, they're not going to get arrested. So might as well just do it in the ring. That would be very fun. Um, yeah, and also <laughs> let's not forget that Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan, who's your champion right now, right? They were in a stable together. So there could be some fun history there yeah. if Liv continues her title reign or even if she does. Maybe they're a tag team. That would make sense. But we move along to, speaking of Miss Liv Morgan, Live defeating Shotzi with Shayna Baszler attacking after. We get a couple of quick promos before the match. Uh, Liv saying that she needs to test herself and her arm against Shotzi, essentially. And Shotzi saying that Liv is over-emotional and that she thinks with her, and I quote, big dumb heart, and that she's going to make her pay. This match didn't fully hit for me. Um, There were a lot of really sloppy spots, and... Uh, Shotzi blocked the first Oblivion as we cut to the end of the match here with a Tiger suplex and then followed it up with Codebreaker. But ultimately, Liv hits another Oblivion to win. Unfortunately, there was like a crucifix earlier that didn't look great. Like this was a little bit sloppy. I think as we see Liv continue to grow and improve in the ring, Shotzi might have been a tough partner because Shotzi is always so balls to the wall like i feel like she's such a train wreck in usually a really fun way but for Liv, who is still establishing herself and getting her legs under her um i think that maybe it was just like a chemistry thing and a stylistic but uh to me the magic was in the post-match beat down from Shayna baszler 
Shayna comes in and just starts beating the hell out of Liv's arm and says that the only reason she's not breaking her arm now is because she doesn't want Liv Morgan to avoid their title match. That heckin' ruled. I cannot yeah. believe how quickly Shayna Baszler has been rehabbed here. I knew Triple H was mm-hmm. going to do it because he, she was such a staple to the women's division in NXT, but it is amazing how quickly Shayna Baszler has felt, A, like I a badass, it. and be really important here. What did you think of the mass match and the post match here? Uh, the match was crappy. I, I it was. I just don't. Again, I know they had to put something on TV and put them together. And you know, it's kind of crazy that you say that. You know, live growing and you know getting better in the ring. And it's crazy. You know, trial by fire, right? She's a champion and she's still trying to make her way uh, in, into the ring and 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 be and get better, which is kind of crazy because she's holding the championship. You would think she has, she would be there already, and then mistakes kind of happen here and there, but. We'll see where that goes. Um, but Shayna, man, I'm so freaking hyped for her. <laughs> I too. love badass chicks like that. Like, I love Awesome Kong. I love, you know, like those women that I know that if I get into the room with them, they'll take my leg off <laughs> and eat it like a chicken wing. Okay, that's what I love. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, I mean, I, I hope that Shayna, this leads to something big because when she came out, her attitude, the way she was like, I'm gonna break your arm, and then she was like, Nah, bro, I got you. I'm not gonna. I was like, She yeah. wants that match, yeah. yeah. I love she's so controlled in her viciousness, like that's what I love about yes. Shayna. It's never like she's never kicking and screaming about anything, she's just lethal, like just there to assassinate you. Like, she looks so yeah, perfect, for sure. so. I'm also encouraged by that. And guys, this is the last segment of the light night. So last call for super chats and humper chats. We get the go home, which is a face off between Drew and Roman here. Uh, so massively, massively over uh, Roman Reigns is in Canada, which Jesus. is a lot of fun. Holy crap. The pops for him were awesome tonight. Loved the energy from the crowd. But essentially, Roman says he's the main event. He's the only main event that's ever main evented in the history of main eventing. And if anybody else says the the main event, well, they're just (laughs) darn liars, Alex. But Drew says, you know, Roman, you haven't been around very much. Um, Ultimately, what happens here is Drew hits the Claymore and we go home. I didn't feel like a ton got said here. But it is nice to hear Drew sounding like a human being again, which is fantastic. And Monday kicked the crap out of the segment, I feel like. And I feel like we've heard Drew say this about Roman before. I feel like everyone's saying that about Roman, right? This is like right out of the CM Punk rock playbook of, um, you know, you can come here one day, you're off, they'll kick your ass kind of stuff. So I... I appreciate what the segment did, but for me, the big thing was, okay, they're continuing the story, but the crowd here made this feel so much more fun than it was. Also, the Claymore from Drew always looks great, and Roman sold the hell out of it, and him getting like a little caught off guard, I think, was a really, really fun thing. What did you think of our go-home to SmackDown today? Yeah, it was pretty good, man. Um, You know, they... uh, What's his face? Uh, It's called... what What did Jerry Lawler call it? Bizarro Land? That was what Canada is, <laughs> bizarre land, because they cheer all the bad guys and boo the good guys, and they're just they're crazy and rambunctious. That's great, but yeah, I felt like the energy was really good in the building. They never get wrestling, so I'm sure that's one of the main reasons why they were so happy. Um, and I think 
that I like where Drew is going. He still needs a little bit more help. Um, so he doesn't sound as corny, uh, you know. But, yeah, overall, there's nothing much to say. They needed something to end the night with. So, yeah. Yeah, and and Roman yeah, just keeps the story at some going. point. Roman's armor has to start having a a kink in it. it you're gonna have to start yeah. seeing cracks in that armor. So I think they're planting the seed that will lead to WrestleMania. Because I mean, did you see that day one tickets are already on sale? Like they're they're yeah. running through pay per view. They're already now. planning SummerSlam for next year. For like, next year again in crazy. Nashville. Yeah, yeah. And I think even more so, like to me, the move is call up Solo Sokoa from NXT. Um, OG Alex calls him the perfect do so, and he kind of is. Like he is incredible for how um, like young he is in wrestling world. Like he's very, very, very good at this, and. The bloodline story has just been stale because it's just been all yeah. to get to Roman and Brock. And then they went to Roman and Brock again and the Usos are just facing everybody in the tag division. Right. So freshening that up could be really good. I think this Sami Zayn angle is also going to freshen it up, but this is perfectly, perfectly fine to go yeah. home on. Nothing momentous really happened, but the crowd loved it. And guys, that brings us to the end of our show. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Alex, tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, guys, you can hit me up on uh, Instagram. <laughs> it's Alexis Cardoza all together. Yeah, and my OnlyFans. Uh, you can find <laughs> me at OnlyFans backslash Fightful Alex. Now, imagine people look for that. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, Where, I got to say. Um, yeah, I had a very fun night. We did some shoulders. We did the corny moments. <laughs> I scissored the hell out of Mama Kate, so I am I am right. happy. This was one of my favorite <laughs> nights. And by the way, the progression of the show here, whenever I'm allowed to come on and Sean's, you know, lets me sit here in the co-hosting chair, um, has been great because we've had some really rough nights where we spent eighty percent of the time talking about AEW, which was a which is a one hour show, and barely wanting to talk about SmackDown. To this show freaking flying because now we're talking about good wrestling and good show structures. So this is great. It's true. It's true. And even on Sour Graps on Monday, OG Alex was saying like he couldn't believe he got out of there in like an hour and a half or something. Because we yeah, go so yeah. long and, he, and it's a three hour show. So yeah. <laughs> um, it is. It, it makes it so much easier to talk about at least well-paced wrestling and not rematch after rematch if nothing else so that's where you can find alex you can find me at miss kate fabe on twitter and on tiktok you can find me tuesdays doing the nxt sour grabs post show variety hour whatever the hell we're doing over there wednesdays at the mark order pod and of course fridays right here during your aw rampage and smackdown post show have a safe and wonderful weekend we're out